0: How do you see this old world? Oh, how do you soak it all in? Oh, where did you come from and why are you here? And what does it all really mean? Am I just here to make money? Or die in the vain quest for peace? How can I find out if there's truth in the world? shall I just live as I please? I've been told that Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the only life worth living here today. I've been told that Jesus is the truth that all More than this earth has in store Before this shall cease us to breathe Could it be Christ Is my Savior He's proven himself In the past By walking on water And raising the dead Ascending triumphant At last Now I know that Jesus Is the Jesus is the truth that all the world needs to know. The one in whom consists all things is the one who loves me so.
1: Blessing God. Now, I'm not talking about God blessing us. That's a little bit more of what we looked at this morning. I'm talking about us actually blessing God. Now, this definition for blessing, of course, is, is a, a bit of what we got into this morning. And, and I'm just going to use the simple definition of a blessing is, is merely saying something positive or wishing something positive uh, uh, on somebody. Um, and in this case right here, whenever it comes to us blessing God, it actually oftentimes is translated by the phrase of praising God. So now this is going to be a lesson that is gonna feel in some ways very familiar to you, but in other ways, you might not have really thought about it quite like this. I know that I didn't think about how much the Bible actually talks about blessing God um, until I started preparing for uh, this morning's lesson about what blessings are all about and what that means for us. So let's take a look at how the Bible describes us blessing God. I wanna start off with this passage here in Ephesians 1 verse 3. Which states, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Now, obviously from this passage, we see about these blessings that are being mentioned. We see this, this uh, second thing that's underlined right here, um, that God has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. Okay, so we get this blessing, we get this blessed us, okay, we, we get that but one thing that we could easily miss in English because it's translated differently is this first phrase praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ that is actually the same word for blessing so it's you could also say blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ now you know that's kind of interesting because like I said this is where it's gonna sound familiar to you but also be a little different because we typically think about praising God and that's how it's oftentimes translated but it could just as easily be uh, blessed be to the God uh, who has blessed us in the the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. So this passage right here is one of of several that we have in the Bible that talks about not only us being blessed from God and receiving those blessings, but also us blessing God. So it's kind of going back and, and forth this kind of mutual blessing that takes place. So I want us to see not just the things that we receive from God, but the things how we bless god how we praise god of course this means you know speaking uh, positively of speaking well of and this is speaking well of God. Now, it's not just in the New Testament that we see uh, blessings like this and the need to bless God. Because the Old Testament has plenty of examples where people are blessing God as well. Uh, let me show you just a few examples. Now, for the next few examples, I'm not going to really tell you a whole lot about the history of these, uh, these things. You can look those up if you'd like. But I just want you to see that it does have uh, this passage that people are being blessed, but also God is being blessed as well. For example, in Second Chronicles chapter thirty one verse eight, so Second Chronicles thirty one eight, we read When Hezekiah and his officials came and saw the heaps, they praised the Lord and blessed his people Israel. By the way, same word right here about praising the Lord and blessing his people. So you have the Lord is blessed and the people are blessed. It's two different groups that are being blessed, but what's being happening uh, with them is very similar and is closely related. Another example, in 1 Samuel chapter 25 verses 32 and 33, David said to Abigail, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you today to meet me. May you be blessed for your good judgment and for keeping me from bloodshed this day and from avenging myself with my own hands. So this passage right here, we see in verse 32 about praise be to the Lord or blessed be the Lord. In verse 33, may you be blessed. So it's talking about a person right here. The first one is God is being blessed. The second example, a person is being blessed. Uh, One final example right here from the book of Psalms. In Psalm 134, verses two and three, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion. He who is the maker of heaven and earth. Once again, we see praise the Lord and then the Lord bless you. We see this is all having to do with blessing. So now let's focus a bit more about this praising the Lord or blessing the Lord. See, blessing God actually shows up in the pages of the Bible from extremely early on. I'm talking all the way back to the book of Genesis. When you look at Genesis chapter 9, verse 26, this is Noah who is speaking. This is shortly after the flood. We read, Noah also said, praise be to the Lord, the God of Shem. May Canaan be the slave of Shem. Uh, Now, this passage right here, uh, we see that he is blessing the Lord. He's blessing the God of Shem. That's his own God as well, okay? He's, He's not speaking about another God. He's speaking about blessing the Lord. Praise be to the Lord. So we see this very early on in the book of Genesis, and it's no surprise to us that the next book of the Bible also has a blessing like this about God. In Exodus chapter 18, this time it's Jethro who is blessing God, but this is what is stated right here. Whenever he realizes everything that's happened, this is after the Exodus now. So we've seen after the flood, a blessing is pronounced on God. After the Exodus, a blessing is pronounced uh, on God and about God. Exodus 18, nine through 12. Jethro was delighted to hear about all the good things the Lord had done for Israel in rescuing them from the hand of the Egyptians. He said, praise be to the Lord, who rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians and of Pharaoh and who rescued the people from the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all other gods, for he did this to those who had treated Israel arrogantly. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and other sacrifices to God. And Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat a meal with Moses' father-in-law in the presence of God. So this passage We see that Jethro says, praise be to the Lord or blessed be the Lord. And he speaks about all these great things that he has done. And that's one of the reasons why we can speak well of God. That's one of the reasons why we can praise the Lord. Why we can bless the Lord is the fact that he has done great things. He continues to do great things, not just in times past, not just in the book of Exodus, not just in the book of Genesis, but also all throughout the Old Testament and into the pages of the New Testament as well. In fact, another way of putting it is that he is forever to be blessed. In in fact, it specifically states that several places in the Psalms. In Psalm 41 verse 13, the Psalm ends with, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel. From everlasting to everlasting, amen and amen. So, blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. From everlasting to everlasting. We see that right there. It's a forever thing that should always be done. We should always be able to say, blessed be the Lord. And in Psalm 89, verse 52, praise be to the Lord forever. Amen and amen. Once again, another Psalm. And these are just a couple that that mention about praising the Lord. and, And really, they're just a couple of examples where blessed be the Lord is stated and that blessing should go on forever now if we fast forward into the New Testament we see those blessings are carried on and oftentimes pronounced about God in first Peter chapter 1 verses 3 through 5 now we read praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ in his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead And into an inheritance that can never perish spoil or fade this inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time so this first statement is about blessed be the God praise be to God once again I've kind of mentioned this a few different times but we need to understand when we see this term praise it's the same term as a blessing so God is to be blessed He most certainly is to be blessed. He is um, the, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's done all these great things for us. We see some of these hints at it already right here in what he's done. We see the hope that he's given to us. We see this inheritance that he's given to us. We see all of these great things that God has done and because of that, can't we say, blessed be God? Peter was able to do that. I think we can learn from the example of Peter and others throughout the Bible that we need to be able to repeat this message and say, blessed be God and praise him for all of the great things that he has done and it's so important for us to be able to praise him not just in the good times but also in the not so good times because even in the not so good times there's still blessings that God has blessed us with and we can still say blessed be the Lord So we see so much connection right here in this passage about Jesus Christ and what he's done to bless us. Well, the story of Jesus is actually completely full of blessings. In fact, all the way back to his birth, you find out that there's these statements about God being blessed and the need to bless God and to to make those statements there. It's not so much that we bless God and and it just kind of helps him. Really, blessing of God is more so for us, to allow us to realize it's not by something we've done. It's all God. Blessed be God, praise be to God. So even from Jesus's birth, we see that God is to be glorified, God is to be blessed, God is to be praised. If we look at Luke chapter one, Now, technically, this is even before Jesus is born, but this is in the midst of whenever uh, the news is being announced that Jesus is going to be born. And specifically right here, this is in connection with John the Baptist being born. And Zechariah, the father of John, uh, he blesses God because he recognizes the great things that God is about to do in his midst. Now, if you remember whenever Zechariah is originally told, he was silenced because of his disbelief. Well, he is a believer right here. In Luke chapter 1 verse 64 we read immediately his mouth was open and his tongue set free and he began to speak praising God he was blessing God that's one of the first things that he did whenever he was able to speak after that moment of silence after that time of silence rather and then in verses 67 through 75 we read about how he was blessing God how he was praising God this is some of what he said his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied praise be to the Lord the God of Israel because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he had said through his holy prophets of long ago. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant. The oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. This is why God is to be praised. This is why we can say, blessed be the Lord, because he is faithful to his word. Now, this is of course stated as, as, a, as a prophecy in verse 67, but he is referring to prophecies of, of long ago, the prophecies that are being fulfilled in their midst. Zachariah knew the importance of his day and what was happening, that shift that was happening, the fulfillment of these prophecies. And he was able to praise the Lord. He was able to bless the Lord. And I hope that we can look back to all of these prophecies, not just the the holy prophets long ago, just like what Zechariah was doing, but also the prophecies like what Zechariah was doing right here, you know, that I guess you could still say of of long ago because we're going back 2000 years to this time. Then you go back even more, a few more thousand years and you've got all of these reasons why we can say, blessed be the Lord, he is faithful to his word. He does great things, he does mighty things. So this is technically before Jesus is even born. But when Jesus is born, we see that people are praising God then as well. We see that in the person of Simeon. In Luke chapter 2, verses 28 through 32, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Now, This was stated whenever Jesus was merely a baby. And Simeon took him in his arms and he he blessed God. He blessed God because he was just praising him for all the great things that he has done. And throughout the life of Jesus, we continue to see different times in which Jesus or other people, they will bless the Lord and bless the name of the Lord. We also find out a few different times which blessings of God are connected uh, with the very end of Jesus' life as well. Uh, let's switch Gospels for a moment. In Mark chapter 14, we see that this has become kind of a, even a common name for God, a common way to refer to God. In Mark 14:61, but Jesus remained silent and gave no answer. Again, the high priest asked him, are you the Messiah, the son of the blessed one? Now we can easily read over this and not think too much about it, but I mean, this is kind of important. And this is sort of part of his trial, if you can even call Jesus' time there, you know, a trial. The high priest brings him and asks him a question, are you the Messiah, the son of the blessed one? He actually refers to God as the blessed one. God is the one who is blessed. He is the one who is worthy to be praised. It's completely, uh, it, it completely makes sense for us to refer to our heavenly father as the blessed one. Or the blessed one because that's who he is he's the whole reason as to why we get blessings in the first place and it only makes sense for us to bless him for us to praise him for us to bless the name of the Lord going back to Luke's gospel now and at the very end of Luke's gospel we see that that Jesus is blessing his disciples but we also see that Jesus uh, is uh, is not only blessing his disciples but but the disciples are blessing or praising God. In Luke 24, verses 50 through 53, when he had led them out of the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. So here we see another passage, that's kind of similar to the the types of ones we started with. Jesus is blessing them, and we see in turn the disciples are blessing, they're praising God. I believe this is also something that we can continue on and carry on into our own days as well. One of the main reasons why I I think we can do that is not only we have so many examples in the New Testament, uh, many of which we've looked at uh, in this video, but we also will continue to see that this is a thought that continues on because our God is one who is always a God who is able to be blessed forever that includes right here and right now that includes something we should be actively involved in one final passage I want to uh, to end on comes from the last book of the Bible and it's still talking about blessing God for what he has done in Revelation chapter 5 verses 11 through 13 we see as part of this vision uh, that John gives us he says then I looked and heard The voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and ten thousand times ten thousand, they encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. I believe that includes today as well, doesn't it? If you can say uh, that he is worthy of this praise or the blessings and that he is to be blessed and honored and glory and power forever and ever. I think that includes today as well. So I hope that we can learn to be people who, who we can join in with, as verse 13 says, that we can join in with every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea. I hope we can join in them and praise God and bless him. He's the one who has given us all these great blessings. Can't we in turn bless him?
0: To him.